Listener Production. G'day, it's Rusty here, all set for part two of a special branded ep of Rusty's Garage with Dave Casey. Now, if you've showed up here and not caught part one, head back to the library and hit the gas. From a Toyota he bought for a couple of hundred bucks that started it all. The move from paddock bashing to off-road and the wild resto that involved fitting a fire-breathing rotary into a little Suzuki four-wheel drive. Unbelievable. And an event that he's right behind that has now got truly national appeal and a special spot on the calendar too. That old saying, never judge a book by its cover, is incredibly true and part two of our convo is another great example. Beneath the larrikin exterior is a proud Rockhampton man who now travels around the country chasing the super ute's crown. How the class has grown in stature after a tough couple of seasons and why he's enjoying riding the wave. Being able to benchmark himself against some name races and getting guidance from people like Paul Morris, who you can find in the Garage Library, who's helped his confidence grow significantly. He is a genuine contender on race weekends now. Getting the mind match fit has been a big part of it too. And why Dave's not ruling out a return to SST, the stadium super trucks either. That chapter with Robbie Gordon and co, if it gets reignited down under, is something that appears to be unfinished business for him. Now this ep is brought to you by a mutual supporter of Dave's and ours in Bendix Brakes, who've been with us right the way throughout the garage journey. They make world-class brake upgrade kits for all sorts of applications, and Mudflap really puts them to the test in utes and four-wheel drives. We begin part two on the importance of experience and those who may have given some guidance on the journey so far. What about influences for you in a in a racing sense? Have there been people that you've maybe looked up to in the four-wheel drive scene or in circuit racing? Who who are the kind of heroes that stood out or or you know that you perhaps even have a relationship with? Oh, growing up, my my dad told me about Anton Senna. I never actually seen him race, but I'd done a lot of uh research and, and that on him um growing up. I actually had to do a school project on him. We had to dress up as someone we idolised so and do a speech on him. So I'd done it on Anton Senna. So I ended Fantastic. up ended up learning a bit about him. Um, and just you're his, a massive HRT fan too, mate, weren't you? Yeah, told, yeah, yeah. Top right. Yeah, yeah um, always loved me Holden's. Had had a lot of Holden posters in my room. I loved um, Lounsey and Scaife and Brocky and, and Tanda. But it's it's actually it's pretty pretty damn cool. Like to be racing in the Utes now and then to have like people you idolised growing up like Lowndes and Tanda commentating on you. The, that's pretty exactly. pinch me moment sort of thing. And then spun around to the back giving this young guy from Rockhampton a start, Dave Casey in the SWL entry, Truck 121. Yeah, always a Holden fan. And our whole family were Holden people. Not, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Stadium Super Trucks is something that has been hugely popular with the fans uh, of supercars. It's I know it's had its... Um, you know, it's it's still on the calendar in some events, obviously. Um, but tell us about how you got into it to begin with, and what it is like to pilot one of those things. Oh, yeah, they're the coolest thing you'll ever drive. Um, 
how I got into it is I, I actually messaged Stadium Super Trucks for a long, long, long time over social media and email, never heard anything of them. And then um, COVID hit and yep. I think they were just looking for something to do while we're all in lockdown at, at Norwell. So they, they um, gave us all a message and said, oh, come come down if you want to have a test. So we went down for a test and, yeah, the rest is history. I met Paul Morris and um, a few of the other lads from Stadium Super Trucks Australia and, and um, yeah, it was a pretty cool day, very much a pinch me moment again. And, and yeah, they said, oh, if you want to, I think it was um, Tassie. Yeah, come race at uh, Tassie and and get the money together. You can uh, have a drive. And, yeah, so then I scrambled trying to find the money. And, um, yeah, I I couldn't actually – I had a couple of businesses locally come on board, but it didn't cover the whole lot. So then I had to chip in a fair amount. And I thought, Uh oh, well, if I'm going to do one round, I might as well just have a crack and do it. And, yeah, and – Went and raced Tassie, and then straight after that, we got a sponsor to cover the the other rounds we done. So yeah, it worked out well. Amazing. Tell me about your first impressions of the the trucks and what they're like, and because you do, I mean, they they launch them. Yeah. And but at the same time, there is a there's a competitive wheel to wheel element, the isn't field. there? Casey runs in second. Rob White, who returns to the series, runs in third. There's Greg Gardner. Him oh, and Casey contact no. White, and he's going to spin in front of the group. First thing that you you notice is actually how small they are. They look a lot bigger on TV, and then you mm-hmm. rock up and you you look at them, and then you know I'm standing taller than them. They're about the size of a a Jeep Wrangler sort of thing, and I'm just like, yeah, right, eh? And then <laughs> you you get in them, but everything obviously Robbie's highly experienced and whatnot. Everything's in the right position. You know, you got your turn and break where you sit. And you got plenty of room. You actually, you got a left foot brake with them because the, there's a tube going through your legs, so you can't right foot brake. So you got to use two two pedal. That was a bit of an eye opener because I never really done that before. So mm-hmm. oh, in go karts and that, but yeah, yeah. The other thing is the brakes on them are that Robbie purposely made the brakes really bad on them, which is sounds okay. stupid. But um, that's yep. why they have competition cautions every four to five laps because the brakes are completely fried on them. They've got to mm. have a lap to cool them down. So, um, yeah, that took a lot to get used to because if you just go and slam slam the brakes on, you know, for one or two laps, you got nothing for another three. So that, that was a lot to get used to. The steering, they're one-to-one steering. So, like... About that much lock is full lock one way, and that much lock is full lock. So that's why. So you, like a go, like a go kart almost. Yeah, it's just yeah. Very minimal. Yeah. So like, that's why you see some of them. One sometimes when they land, and you you might jolt yourself, and that's because the, the steering's so one to one, and them they might have mm. you know they they're darting off everywhere. Um, mm. Yeah, they they got a turning brake, so or a handbrake. You got to you got to um, pinch on that to get rid of un- um, understeer during corners. They're, mm-hmm. they're pretty cool. They're just set up so well because Robbie's got so much experience, but you've really got to be – yeah, like the drivers in them are extremely talented. They know them back to front. And there's, a, there's a technique with them which is um, cool. very, very specific. How long did it take to sort of get familiar with that technique then and when did you feel at home in it? 
probably like Darwin, yeah, a couple, couple of rounds in it, sort of thing. Yeah, yep. it's, it's um, yeah, it's it's, and just to have like you know other trucks jumping around you like so high in the air, it's a and, <laughs> and bash in India, it's yeah, it's full on, eh? It's it's not like nothing you can explain. I love the fact that you brought up some of the names there before too, from Paul Morris to. Uh, Robbie Gordon and more. What has it been like competing against some of those guys yeah. there? I mean, Russell Engel. Like, yeah, I yeah. never would have thought I would have been on the grid next to him, sort of thing. Um, yeah, like Toby Price, like someone you look up to, inspire to, and you're lining up on the grid next to him, and and meet along the way. It's just very yep. cool. Um, yeah, all all the blokes in in the whole category, they're all top blokes too. So. It, they just all they they come up and shake your hand. How you going, mate? And then you you're friends for life. Paul yeah. Wheels, another one. He's a great bloke. Yeah. Um. I actually yep. yeah had a bit of a crash with him in Darwin, but he he came up to me afterwards and so, yeah we, we were all sweet. Like not many blokes would do that. So he, great bloke. Um. Yeah. There's, there's a handful of them. I mean the fact that you're conversing with Russell Ingle or Paul Morris and, and yeah, Robbie yeah. Gordon. I mean his his. CV mate is pretty impressive, and he's he's instrumental in that uh, that category or, or class of racing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he he didn't get over our way much during COVID. It was just so hard. Um, but mm. he was always obviously um, he was always there watching and and putting his two bobs worth in from beaming in from the other side, kind of like you are now. Side. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. It, it, He's obviously a top bloke and very, very knowledgeable in in the whole motorsport scene, as you said. Tell me about the move into into super utes. This is something relatively new on the the supercars offering these days. It's actually, I think this year probably more than ever, it's really started to hit its straps. Tell us how you you uh, got involved in it and and how all that came about. Yeah, look, it's definitely you're correct there. It's definitely in its straps, but um, how we got involved in it. Uh, so when the this, this trucks left, I had Bendix already lined up for the following year, um, full season, full coverage on the truck. They wanted to go all out with it. And yeah, then, stadium super trucks you're talking here, aren't yeah, you? So yeah. When, when, yeah. Yep. yep. And um, I think we got the news about oh, October that the trucks are going back to um, America. Um, they don't know when they're coming back so we're, I was pretty pretty devastated I'm like oh what am I going to do now and um, mm-hmm. I got I rang Paul up Paul Morris and I said oh I really really want to stay within the supercar scene this is me I'm, I'm loving it so much and I, you know I've got Bendix lined up do you reckon I can get in a ute because it's it, it's market relevant to all the dual yep. cabs now and he he rang Luke Cedars for me, who's um, the head dude of of Cedars Racing, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he, and then Luke rang me and said, "Oh, you want to come test a Ute?" So I yeah, got on a plane and went and tested a Ute, and yeah, this, we're sitting here now talking about it <laughs> two Beautiful. years in. So yeah. where where was that test? Tell me about the the Ute and so on. Uh, Wakefield. Yep, south of Sydney near Goulburn. There. Yep. Yeah, we went there. Because they're a Sydney-based team, obviously, and we didn't really want to go to SMP straight up because it's a pretty high-speed track, and mm-hmm. you know you don't want to throw people in that you don't really know into into a track like that and potentially roll off the whole car. So we went to Wakefield, um, yeah, and the the first first 
couple of laps were pretty slow, but then um, we we started getting the, into the swing of things. They're very they're very different to drive. Um, then it they're very similar to a V8 supercar, but they're H pattern box, so you got a heel toe and, and all that. So I had to get that crisp and and um, just the whole. Um, the, the turning and braking of them is, is a very specific technique to what way different to the trucks, obviously. So it took mm-hmm. a, a fair while to get used to that. After the, after the day, I think I went for another test at SMP then. And then Luke's like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to race this year? So then I went back to Bendix and said, here, here's what we got. We, I got offered this drive in the Subi Utes. Um, it's market relevant. It's, you know, appealing to the people with your brake upgrade kits and your forward drive community. Do you, I think we should go down this path? And they came back to me and said, yeah, let's do it. And yeah, it's been a really good relationship ever since. Let's talk about a couple of things here. Firstly, the transition to circuit racing, something very different really yeah. from the, the four-wheel drive competition that you were used to. And even, I mean, diametrically different to stadium super trucks. Yeah. What sort of training did you have? I and mean, did you go to Norwell a bit more with Paul Morris? Where, where did you go to sort of hone the circuit racing skills? Because that's, that's so different, Dave. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, it is. It's massively different. Um, Luke Cedars started a, a fairly extensive driving program with me in the first year. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a massive learning curve. Um, I think I got to the bend last year, and I was pretty down. I had a really a pretty pretty bad round there, and then Luke said, "Oh, I think you should start talking to Lee Stimation from Reaction Performance." Oh, yeah. I, I reached out to Lee, and he he rang me straight after the round. He said, "Look, I can't do anything with you this weekend, really, but we'll start working with you like the week after the bend round." And this pretty much the best thing I've ever done. Like he's sort of taken me under his wing. Um, the whole, the whole package from, you know, mental preparation, physical preparation, sim training to, um, he's my engineer on the cans on the weekend to looking at data. Excellent. So, and just someone, someone to talk to about everything. Cause you, you're with someone that much and you can just keep bouncing off each other. So our relationship is, very very strong at the moment and and as out of at the start of this year like as we really done a, a lot of training in the off season so yeah a lot of a lot of physical mental neuro training um sim work How have you found that How have you found oh, that it was a massive eye-opener mate especially that neuro stuff like yeah mm. I was just that's like, quite different for you mate isn't it yeah yeah it's 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 so different but it's pretty cool to learn about yourself and, and who you actually are um, and what your, your weaknesses and strengths are. And, and I'm still, we're still learning about myself now. Like this, you know, ra- racing is a lot of it is, is mental. Just getting ready mentally before a race is and having a preparation and procedure is, yeah, we've got that down pat now. And just the, the differences that makes is just outstanding. Um, at the start of the year, we we really nutted out what we needed to do because Cedars went and built me a new car, a new Isuzu mm-hmm. D-Max, and, um, and Bendix came on board again. So we're like, right, oh, we really need to step it up a notch here. And so Luke and Lee talked, and, yeah, we've been going great ever since. Like Perth, we had really solid results. Sydney, we were top five 
all weekend sort of thing, pace wise and 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 results. So Ben, we had we we're in that bingle last weekend. So that again, the Ben's like me arch ne- and nemesis, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just it's so good to have Lee there and to be able to talk to him about everything and just keep keep on to me about training and and um, keep my my dedication and work ethic up. Rusty always said this podcast wasn't just going to be about big name riders and drivers. There are so many other stories from the world of motorsport, like the cheeky Kiwi Andy McElray who called on friends and almost Arthur Daly style tactics to get a start in a major event. So he he kept pestering the poor bugger that was running the the, the race of champions and, and like a couple of days before the race of Brands Hatch. He had him convinced that the South Island was its own country and that I, <laughs> I should be the first reserve. And a guy called Scott Atchison, who won the uh, American Formula Ford Championship, couldn't make it at the last minute. So I got yep. thrown in, absolutely hopelessly underprepared, but it was a, an absolutely unbelievable experience. And he has gone on to become a very successful team owner, especially in Porsche Carrera Cup in Australia, and recently opened the doors in America too. Now, back to Larry Kinute racer Dave Casey. So you're a positive person by nature. So is it a competitive <laughs> thing? Do you get a do you get a bit sort of down on yourself if you're not um, able to to demonstrate on track? You yeah. know, the, Dave, the competitive Dave Case. Oh, yeah. If you ask Lee, I'm one of the most competitive people you ever meet. I might be always having a laugh and jovial, but, yeah, I'm very, very competitive and uh, I like to achieve and win. And um, actually going back to that neuro stuff, it's um, when you uh, win or have get an achievement, you get a lot of your dopamine levels go up and that's, up. yeah, we were um, looking at – looking at all of that and um yeah if i get really low dopamine it's 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 pretty bad like i go a drop off the cliff sort of thing so i've got to keep <laughs> keep keep the positivity up good on you tell me about the isuzu it's a great car um luke and the boys at sears racing built it for us in the off season they're an ls3 motor built by war speed industries 500 horsepower um six speed manual transmission nine inch uh rear ends so but the the coilovers are mounted horizontally like cantilever style which is very very different um they got a subframe underneath where the coilovers mount so they got that makes it um handle better and how they mount and whatnot six pot brake package on the front and a four pot in the rear they stop really really well they got a tilton pedal box and that's the same one that they run in the supercars um, Haltech ECU, Motech Dash, all the works done by, uh, like the fabrication work is done by um, Pace Innovations. So they're sort Fashions, of the controlled yep. supplier of all the chassis and, and cage work and, and that. Um, the characteristics of them, like when Pace were building them, they wanted them to be the same uh, driving style as a supercar, like as the closest thing you can get. Um, obviously, they have no aero. They don't run. Mm-hmm. We don't have slick tires. We have semi-slick, but the actual way you drive them, um, they want want it to be the same as a supercar, and 
And, and I think a lot of people are, are realising that now as the category gets a lot more numbers, there's a, a lot of serious competitors um, jumping on mm. board and it, it's um, becoming harder and harder to win a race. <laughs> why has it had such a, particularly this year, why has it had that kind of growth spurt, that increase, you know, increased interest or, or popularity? What do you reckon is behind that? Uh, a few factors. When they first came out with the diesel, it, it's taken a while to get rid of they had a few troubled years with that so when they went mm-hmm. to the switch with the v8 it's taken a few years for people to sort of get over that that stigma that the diesel had and the v8 you know the crowd loves it the noise and, and it creates better racing i think the whole appearance of the category has really lifted um we've had a mm-hmm. a, a lady named philippa uh Guana. Yes. yeah yeah yes yeah she's 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 great with great with videography and socials and all sorts. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So she's she's in charge of um, the whole administration and, and media of the whole category mm-hmm. now, as of the bend last year as well. So I think the whole appearance of the category is making a, like raising a few eyelids along pit lane as well, mm-hmm. and like you know people like Royal Harris um, coming back into the category, um, Jimmy Vernon. He's a he's a very very good driver, you know. Adrian Cottrell, all these new additions is making people say, you know, like if these guys are coming into it, there's going to be some good hard racing, racing. Mm. and yeah, and and it, and it's you know it must be pretty good, and we might have a look at that, and then you know, I think Luke had a, a few calls um, to say, oh, can can you organise getting us a few more cars built last re- like at the bend, like few mm. few more new ones, so. It's just growing, and and it's affordable too. Um, mm-hmm. I think due to the, you know the the slower economy in that at the moment, um, it's it's harder to to afford the the super two, super three path and stuff and Porsche at the moment. So mm-hmm. people are looking for a you know cheaper option, but still mm. still really good hard racing. I think the Utes are, are getting back to what they were, you know. Uh, five ten year ago when it was Holden and Ford that that's that's the aim and I think yeah it's on the trajectory of of going there great stuff so what's your target this year then given some of the competitive appearances you've had with the exception of the bend and so on tell me about what the target is um well we're we're hopeful for you know we're going to be pushing for podiums um we definitely got the pace now so that's definitely our, you know, like we got that in our sights. That's for sure. Um, there's no, no question. Yeah, that's what we're aiming for. So yeah, that's the short term objective. Long term, what do you want to do here? I mean, you've had a, a great upbringing, if you like, around the four wheel drive scene in a, in events um, terms. You're doing some terrific stuff there in in Rocky. You're obviously enjoying this whole new circuit racing challenge. What next? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to stick with the circuit racing stuff now. I just. I, I want to um, keep my head down and do the best we can in the Utes, master that, and I don't know, like just possibly a Super 3, Super 2 stuff in the, into the mm-hmm. future. Um, I just I think that that's our long-term goal, um, do do that and kick it off, tick it off the bucket list and, yeah, just, just want to be known as a bloke from Rocky having a go, mate, and put it on the map. Cool. Speaking of having a go, the way you've been able to bring Bendix um, together here with this program is 
terrific, mate, because it's it's kind of real world in in some respects. Just give people a sense of the kind of activation you're doing around the the partnership that you have here with the Ute and so on. Yeah, so obviously we do a lot of media stuff um, on and off the track. We do like Netflix style um, wrap ups. <laughs> Yeah. How you? How does Mudflap go with that? Yeah, we we're pretty funny. Was, <laughs> uh, we've done a bit of meditation last uh, at Sydney round. People are loving that. that <laughs> well, yeah. Tell us more about that. Come on. Oh, nothing. No, the cameraman Scott. He, it's sort of like he's got a mic on him and he's talking to me throughout the whole weekend. And he was looking for me and I, he come around a corner and I was warming up for a race and here I am doing meditation and people yeah, people are laughing at it. Where is Dave, mate? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Dave, what are you doing? Dave, come on, mate. What are we doing? Dave. What are you doing, mate? I'm trying uh, to get in the zone. Oh, mate, it's uh, day two. What are we... Yeah, what are you doing on over here? Just leave me be, please. Oh. I'm trying to, you know, meditate, get in the zone. I need an intro to this video, mate. What are we... Yeah, sorry, mate. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, day two. Yeah, look, it's really a nice brisk morning here at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. We're just um, trying to get in the zone. We're starting P5 this morning, so we just really need to maximise our start and, and hold our line so we don't get um, pushed off the track because, uh, yeah, we're up with these front runners this morning. I'll let you get back in your zen, mate. I'm sorry yeah. about that. All right? Just go away, mate. <laughs> All right, shit. But, yeah, we do that, like, uh, sort of Netflix-style, um, yeah, like, wrap-ups and making people feel a part of the, the event and the whole journey. Um, we do a lot of YouTube stuff, uh, the, the whole Suzuki build. Um, Excellent. With, with Bendix on alongside us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Rocky Nats, Bendix are heavily involved in that. They, they, um, we allocate a whole uh, site within my precinct, and where people can show, uh, have a look at the the brake kits and and whatnot they do. Um, and yeah, obviously all the the racing we do, yeah, they're, they're showcased on around Australia with with our Bendix on the side of our Ute. Couple to finish here. Firstly. Will you try and run in a stadium super truck again? Is there any interest to do SST? Oh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, watch this space then. Okay, watch this space. Uh, yeah, I have actually heard a few rumours that they might be coming back, so okay. we'll have to we'll have to wait, wait and see. Yeah. Okay. Okay, don't go any further there. What about the the vehicle that uh, is your pride and joy? Is it the Suzuki? What's the one that is um, of all of them in the garage? You put a lot of love into that project. Is that the the vehicle that you kind of sleep and dream about? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it's one. <laughs> <laughs> sad to say, it's but yeah, it's little little hairdresser's car that I sleep and dream about. But um, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a fair few. Um, I've got a HZ Holden um, with a LS LS in it that I, sort of all rustic patina. Um, I do a few burnout comps in it, but it's I don't know. I got married with that car, so it sort of um, holds a pretty big place in my heart. That special one special place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a Suzuki. Probably a Suzuki. You and Georgia, I think, have got a little one too. Enzo, is that right? <laughs> yeah, me dog. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Tell us about Enzo. Oh, he's he's the funniest thing you'll ever meet, mate. He's a little 
border collie. He's got more energy than a kid full of smart, you know, on a bag of bloody jelly beans. <laughs> but yeah, he goes with me everywhere, that dog. I put him in the back of the HZ. I put him in my utes. Um, yeah, he's just, oh, he's just always there. He's, he's, he goes everywhere with you. And I, I, I don't know how I could live without him now, eh? He's just, he's just your best yeah. mate. Yeah. Before you go, what's next on the on the uh, the race schedule for you? Uh, we got Sandown in um, two two and a bit weeks now um, with the Supercar Sandown Five Hundred, and then it's actually a really um, busy few months for us because we're sort of racing every two uh, three to four weeks sort of thing. So Sandown, then straight into Bathurst, and then I think two and a half weeks, and then we're into the Gold Coast. So Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. I actually love the Gold Coast. It's it's probably my whole, like everyone loves Bathurst and I do too. But Goldie, I don't know. Just it's just I love that place. Like it's just great a, track. Yeah, and just the whole vibe. If I win, if I win a race at Goldie on Sunday, I, I'm gonna I'll lay I'll lay the biggest skid, mate. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome to talk to you, mate, and get a a, a bit of a sense of um of your character. Go well with the the rest of the season. Sounds like you're on the the cusp mate you're on the the precipice of that you know um hopefully regular podiums all the ingredients are there it's been great to chat with you about the about the four-wheel drive and the and the ute journey and we hope the next chapter is just as exciting for you yeah thanks a lot mate thanks for having us on eh rusty's garage is written and presented by me greg rust Series editor and producer is Thomas Dullard. Audio production by Link Kelly. If you've got a guest suggestion, get in touch with me via social media. The Garage, that's where a journey begins with a tank full of passion-fueled stories. Stories.